Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serialholic Sisters. True crime shit. <laughs> Take <Yeah>. five. <laughs> right? We are not together, guys. We're not. Okay. And this is a very long, drawn-out process with the whole podcast this week because we were supposed to release this on Monday. And it's Wednesday, and it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like, yeah, stuff came up for both of us, but now it's all you. No. <laughs> um, we did, so it was a long weekend, it was a long weekend, but we had, both of us had some stuff going on that we, um, we did, we couldn't find the time to record, you know, family stuff, we, we have to make time for a family, I know. Apparently family Cute. wants to hang no, out with you kidding. on holiday weekends. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, but yesterday had this huge plan um on yesterday which was tuesday um to come home from work because hey yeah i still i still have a full-time job um come home from work work and immediately (laughs) i I know i know um immediately start recording well there was a hiccup so you see i have this new puppy so cute (laughs) two weeks old He's, well, he's not two weeks old. He's I was like, no, it's not. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, don't lie to our uh, listeners. No. <laughs> he will he will be 10 weeks old this weekend. Um, so it, he's still a pup, obviously. We've had him for two weeks. We picked him up when he was eight weeks old. Um, we, we got ourselves a awesome German shepherd. Something I've always wanted. Um, he's so cute. Anywho, we are working on the, we're working on the whole potty training thing. And so I've tried a a few techniques. Um, he has a kennel. We try to kennel train him throughout the day. Of course we work. So, um, I have somebody that will come over and, and help out as far as like the kennel training, um, during the day, but here's the thing. Yesterday, we didn't have anybody to come over to kennel train, and when we don't have anybody, we typically put him in our back room that's gated off, and it's huge back room, plenty of room for him to move around and stuff, but the problem is when you're potty training a puppy, like, mm-hmm. they're gonna go in the back room, too. Well, I was like, I don't, I don't want, I'm gonna try this whole kennel training throughout the day. Well, Joke's on me, okay? It did not work out. <laughs> it did not. So basically, he crapped all over the kennel and rolled in it all day long. <laughs> so the minute I got home, the smell hit me. Now, I open up the front door, and the, his kennel's all the way at the back end of our house. We've got a big house. It's a big house. <laughs> she called me smell- for oh, freaking out. God. She was like... I can't, I can't record right now, guy. like, <laughs> he's like, it's real bad. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> it was so bad. And, and yesterday it was like, it was pretty crunch time for us to record. Like I had to be home by a certain time for us to record because Crystal um, does softball right now. And she had two back-to-back games. And so we had exactly an hour, um, maybe just a tiny bit over an hour to be able to record. And I spent probably that amount of time cleaning up crap and bathing my dog it was the worst thing ever well then we were like we were like okay well we can try to record after your softball games because they were supposed to end at 9 30 and then 
the longest adult co-ed softball game in history happened and we did not get finished until almost <laughs> 11 last night on a Tuesday night yeah. mind you I was I was sleeping <laughs> I was done regardless I was, <laughs> I, I was done so needless to say it was a very interesting weekend slash overlap weekend <laughs> also I realized that I'm an old lady which I already knew but so me and my husband Chris both play on this co-ed softball team played till 11 o'clock I was like I'm so old everything hurts I'm dying 11 o'clock last night we're both literally sitting in chairs in my bathroom soaking our feet in Epsom salt baths because we're 80 <laughs> it happens it, it happens. happens I would I would do the same thing probably Honestly, I'm so rusty. I, I was like, why did we decide to word. do this? <laughs> I would be the person that they would definitely want to bench. <laughs> <laughs> like, they'd be like, oh, you can't play. You're, you're the alternate. <laughs> the you ultimate the, to the alternate. <laughs> you can be the cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the wah-wah-wada boy. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> okay. okay. You ready to get into it? Okay, Girl. so, yeah, yeah. Let's let's start this. It's my it's, week. It's Samantha's week. Um, I definitely um switched it up from my gruesome stories that I typically have. This week is actually not super like it's not gory. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, have to be out there giving you a bunch of trigger warnings. <laughs> okay with that. You know I like the gore every now and then, but it's it's okay to have a little break sometimes. Yeah. So this, this one um is actually a very interesting one. Everyone, on, honestly, you probably already know it. I, actually, I, it's not even a problem. You definitely know who this is. I definitely um, know. Let's just say this is the most prolific serial killer to date. Any, oh. guesses? Any guesses? That's a, that's a big, that's a big statement there. It is. It's because he has the most amount of deaths under his belt. Wow. Now I'm just like thinking and I'm like, no, that's not it. Okay. No, that's not it. Tell me who no is guesses? it? Okay. Um, we're going to talk about Harold Shipman. Okay. Okay. Talk so about that. that Harold Shipman? Harold Frederick <laughs> Shipman. <laughs> He was born on... Uh, I may have gotten into the wine already. Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He was born on June 14th, 1946 to Harold and Vera Shipman. Um, he was the second of the four total children, and his parents were actually loved working-class parents. They were devout Methodists. They were well-known. They were nice people. Um, this... This specific case was not based off of like any groundbreaking horrible treatment growing up like okay. he didn't have a horrible childhood and he didn't have a head injury um, he didn't he didn't wow. um harold or fred as he actually liked to be called um it's not similar so I'm middle name <laughs> okay well frederick's his middle name so he liked to be called fred um was technically his mother's favorite child. And Ooh, I say not this. You're not supposed to have favorites, y'all. I know that. You're not. <laughs> you're not. I don't have favorites. Um, Harlow. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, Jesus. I'm totally, I did not hear I'm totally that. Kidding. 
<laughs> I'm totally kidding. I really am joking. Um, no, Fred was his mother's favorite child. She like instilled in him at an early sense of like uh, superior. How do I say this? I don't know. I, I want to say this word, but it's gonna um, sound wrong. How do I want to put this? Um, basically, she made him superior. She like put him on the top of the pedestal, I guess. Yes. So she she made him out to be like, like basically like no to the wrong. like to the other siblings. So basically she'd be like, Well, look at Fred here. Like he's he's yes. better than all of you. He can do no wrong. Why can't why can't he be more like Fred? Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't so much um that she would she would state it in that perspective because Okay. They were they were good working class parents. They weren't like horrible parents. They didn't treat okay. the others like crap. Yeah, I'm um, just thinking. I'm just thinking of like the parents that treat them like crap, and that's why they're serial killers. So I can't get yeah, that out of my head. I know, I know. Um, no, it Not it did later. It did later taint most of his like relationships. So it would leave him like isolated. So instead and, of saying, instead of like saying that to them, would you like? Like slide him an extra cookie or something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> She'd be like, "Hey, you like here's a Rick. cookie for all of y'all, but Fred, you get two. <laughs> you get two. <laughs> okay, exactly I got what you. She did. <laughs> no, it did. It did screw up his later relationships. Like he was isolated. He was an isolated adolescent, so he didn't have a lot of friends. But it's not because his parents treated him like crap. It was because he could do no wrong. Which means, you know, if you've got that attitude coming forward to other people, they're going to be like, oh, I don't want to hang out with you. Right. Because he could do no wrong. So, um, basically, you just kind of go into that thinking was, that you're better than everybody else, basically. Yeah. It, he wasn't, it wasn't that his family was abusive or crazy in the sense that he wasn't allowed to have friends. Um, he was just like super awkward and ended up being a huge mama's boy. So. Okay. Um, his mother was actually diagnosed with terminal lung cancer and Fred willingly oversaw her care as she continued to decline it. So she would tell him to just leave her alone, you know, let her die in peace and he wouldn't do it. He Mm -hmm. wanted to be, he wanted to, to help her. So he was fascinated on the effect that morphine had on her suffering until it actually, like, she was succumbed to the disease right. and died from it. Like, he was he was super fascinated in it yeah. and wanted to know more about it. So she ended up dying June 21st, 1963. He was 17 years old and was devastated by her death that he was determined to now go to medical school because of, because of caring for his mother. Mm-hmm. So he was admitted to Leeds University Medical School for training two years later, um, having failed his entrance exams the first time before serving a hospital internship. Um, He did end up getting in. Okay. So he went to medical school and then um, still being a huge, huge loner, he still ended up managing to meet his wife-to-be Primrose at age 19. Every time I hear Primrose, I think of Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> what did I just think of? I did not think of that. I thought of, I thought of something wrong. I thought of Sleeping Beauty, which is not oh. Primrose. It's um, Briar Rose. Is it Briar Rose? Uh, I think so. 
I'm just making stuff up. I don't know. Sleeping Beauty's name is Aurora. Yeah, but she had another name that she went by too. It had Rose in it. I, this has to do with serial killers. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking Disney. <laughs> Anyways, um, they soon married. She was only 17 and she was five months pregnant with her first child. Oh, so okay. by 1974, so a few years later, um, he was a father of two and joined a medical practice in Tudmorden, Yorkshire. Sounds right. I'm sure that's not right. Where <laughs> he, I bought it. Where he initially ended up thriving as a family practitioner. So he actually allegedly became addicted to painkillers. Oh, so, that's not what you want in your PCP. No, no. So he gets addicted <laughs> addicted to painkillers. He's like popping pills. Um, oh, he's house. Sure this is, yeah, yeah, he's house. Except, except, he's, except more murdery. Except he's a killer. <laughs> except he's a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> is it? Is this? Is this pronounced right? Uh, Pethidine. Is that correct? Uh, maybe. I really I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I, that's the painkiller he got addicted to. Um, that doesn't so he sound started, familiar. <laughs> yeah, he started forging prescriptions for large amounts of this drug. And then he was actually forced to leave the practice when he was it's probably Papadine. Sorry. It's probably Papadine. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know, because I'm not a medical person. <laughs> I know nothing <laughs> about this stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm like, rub some dirt on it. <laughs> Roll around right? the dirt. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> oh, oh, you're bleeding. It's okay. Let's go get some super blue. <laughs> That's, that's probably not what you should do. I don't do that. I really don't do that. Please don't call me <laughs> into <laughs> child protective services. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> no. So he started forging prescriptions for these large amounts of drugs. Um, then he's forced to leave the practice when he's caught by one of his medical colleagues in 1975. So he literally had only joined the, the practice for a year and gets addicted to drugs forges signatures and then starts or gets caught so um that's found because upon. he he because he got yeah because he got caught he had to enter a drug rehab program and he received a small fine and a conviction of forgery so he did have to do some time for it not a lot but some but then a couple years later he got accepted um onto the staff at Donnybrook Medical Center in Hyde. Okay. So he became a hardworking doctor who enjoyed the trust of his patients and colleagues. You hear that? I hear the wine. That's my wine. I'm not me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right, carry on. I was trying to do it discreetly and that was not happening. <laughs> well, it's not going to be discreet when you're like, you hear that? <laughs> because you could hear. I wanted people to know I wasn't paying. Continue. <laughs> you hear that, guys? Yeah. That's alcohol that I'm pouring into my glass in my closet. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening right now. <laughs> so, anyways, it, so although he had like this really bad, poor reputation um, for like his arrogance among the junior staff and his reputation, you know, being a convicted 
having a conviction of a forgery and, Mm -hmm. you know, being addicted to drugs. Um, He still remained on the staff there for two decades. What? And his, yes. And his behavior. Okay. Right. (laughs) And his behavior incurred only minor interest from other healthcare professionals. So, I mean, he wasn't addicted to drugs when he went on there. Like, he got rehab. He got fixed. Like, he was good. He got fixed. But he got fixed. He got fixed, y'all. Um, I don't no. think he did because then he murdered people. But Yeah, he did. But this is, it's so fucked up because he didn't just, like, murder people in a gory way. He started, this is this is where it gets interesting. So, like, the local. It has to do with the morphine, doesn't it? It does. The local undertaker noticed that Dr. Shipman's patients just continued to start dying on an unusually high rate. And um, they all exhibited similar poses in death. So most of them were fully clothed. They were usually sitting up or they were reclining on a seat. Like it was just, it was odd. So then questions started flying through, you know, people were, were starting to get a little concerned. Yeah. They started questioning him. So as I was saying, like, it wasn't a gory death that he was doing. He was literally killing his patients. Yeah. He was, he was, he was the angel of death. And it happening. wasn't, and it wasn't that he had a reason for it or anything. He was killing them because he liked being in control. So was it patients that were like, terminally ill or was it like patients that came in with like a broken arm yes yes uh, okay so um and that's what's that's what sucks i mean it's not good either way i was just wondering <laughs> yeah no it, it sucks because what what actually happened is all all of these are um almost all of his patients as i say were elderly women and it was just because he liked to have a control. And, and this is what sucks about it too. Like he would build this relationship with the patient and then end up killing them. But that they is terrible. Him. Yeah. So. I don't understand um, how you could build a relationship and then, oh, that's, that's bad. Okay. So the, the undertaker was concerned enough to approach Shipman about, mm-hmm. about this directly. So he was he like, re- hey, dude what's up with what's up yeah, with he, he's basically like hey why why is all your patients dying <laughs> he's like on, I, I don't know bro like, i don't know bro <laughs> they real sick <laughs> <laughs> that's how doctors talk i worked around them i know <laughs> if, if my doctor doesn't talk to me like that then i want a new doctor <laughs> okay so um so he's concerned um, and Shipman just like reassured him that there was nothing to be concerned about. And I'm oh. really sorry that you heard that. That was a vehicle right outside my door. I was like, is it driving in your house? <laughs> it sounded like it. I, it had me look up. <laughs> I am not outside this time. I'm inside my house. She's That's actually inside. Oh, wait. Oh, he's coming back. Down the road. <laughs> damn somebody needs a new muffler (laughs) it's not supposed to sound like that it's not so um later on another medical colleague dr susan booth also found the similarity disturbing so she made some calls she she called the local coroner office 
I like um, how everybody's like, this is really weird, but like nobody seems to actually like do anything. Like I nothing's know. done about it. They just this keep dropping like flies and they're like, oh, that's, that's real weird. I'm going <laughs> to look into it. But is, take there, is there like, is it, is the COVID out there? <laughs> oh, um, so she contacts the local coroner's office. Um, they were alerted who then in turn contacted the police and a covert investigation followed right after. But Shipman was cleared. It okay. appeared all of his records were in order. I'm like, sh- there sure, was... it appeared so. He's a mm-hmm. master forgerist. Forgerist? And yes. So between <laughs> April 17th, 1998, he ended up killing three more people. Hmm. Did, you say, last... did you say, when did you say? April 17th. 1998. Like in one day he killed three more people? No, no. Oh. No, that wasn't one day. <laughs> um, between April 17th. Like, between the time up to April 17th. Okay. He had started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I follow. Continue. <laughs> you, good? you good, bro? <laughs> yeah. So his last victim um, was Kathy- Kathleen. Ooh. <laughs> that was rough. Kathleen Grundy. She was a former ceremonial mayor of Hyde. She was found. Yeah, she was a mayor. She used to be a mayor. She was found dead at her home on June 24th, 1998. Was he doing house calls? I'll get to it, girl. What? I'll get to it, girl. I was like, but okay. Sorry. (laughs) Shipman was the last person to see her alive. And he actually later signed her death certificate, recording it as old age as her cause of death. How old was she? I'm getting to it, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you said it already. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I snorted. Continue. <laughs> Good night. Okay. You lose your spot? <laughs> I, I did. Now I gotta go back gotta go back okay anyways old age she died of old, old age, age she said the inquiry failed to contact the general medical council or even check criminal records which would have yielded evidence of shipments previous records you know drug abuse poor quality in a doctor profession um all of this but later a more thorough investigation actually revealed that shipman had altered the medical records of his patients to corroborate the causes of the death. So clearly they were starting to see cycles of this. So Shipman hid behind his status as a caring family doctor, and it was pretty impossible to establish exactly when Shipman began killing patients, um, or indeed exactly how many actually died at his hand, mm-hmm. because he denied all of these charges and did nothing to assist the authorities. His killing spree was actually only brought to an end thanks to the determination of Angela Woodruff, the daughter of one of the victims, who refused to accept the explanations um, that were provided to her after her mother's death. So, uh, Angela, kudos to this bitch because she was like, given the cause of death, old age, or whatever he he provided for she was like she was 47 no she was she wasn't she was her mother wasn't very old like she it wasn't something that made sense 
Right. So she was like, oh no, absolutely not. Um, I want more answers. You need to do an investigation. Who signed off on this? I How see come? you, girl. Mm-hmm. So good for her for standing her ground. <laughs> so basically she became concerned uh, when the solicitor, Brian Burgess, informed her that a will had been made, apparently by her mother, although there were doubts about its authenticity, mm-hmm. um, the will excluded her and her children, but left $386,000 to Shipman. I'm sure it did. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she wrote that out herself. Yeah. So Burgess told Woodruff to report it and went to the police who began an investigation. So Angela is is Kathleen Grundy's child, just so you know. So okay. um, that was the mayor? Yes. Okay. So Grundy's body was then exhumed and then examined, and they found traces of diamorphine, okay. which is often used for pain control in terminal cancer patients. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shipman was arrested on September 7th, 1998. Okay. They also found that he owned a typewriter of the type used to make the forged will. Oh, how about so that? police then opened investigations on the other deaths that Shipman had certified and created a list of 15 diamorphine and, and signing medical records indicating that they had poor health. So he was going in, um, killing these people with this, Diamorphine mm-hmm. that isn't even used as a painkiller. Like morphine is used as a painkiller, and you're only supposed to get so much of it. He was just like pumping these people with this terminal cancer pain reliever. Is and it true? I feel like I heard. I could be wrong, but is it true that he did this um, just because he liked to watch the effect that the morphine had on them, and like he did, like push to see how much like they could take before they would die or like, okay. And that's exactly what I was about to say. Um, so he did this not because, um, he actually never gave an explanation in, in, it was all just like experimental to him basically in his mind. It was all experimental. So he, his first victim, um, he would give them little traces here and then and, and see how long their body could, um, accept it basically. Right. Um, until it killed him. And then he'd start doing more and more. And, and he just got interested in the effect that it gave because it basically, it, it put him to sleep and they never woke up. Right. I feel like I also heard that he would like, sometimes like he would do it, give them the amount of morphine to that would put them to sleep. And then he would like pull it back to try to like wake them up. Yeah. Um, I did read a couple places that that was said. Um, I did note it in here that some of the stuff that I was able to find about that was exactly that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, it's crazy to know that like, he just, all these people, all these patients just, tr- just trusted him with their life. That's and so terrible. He, he just would take it. It's so just these, um, these, these little old ladies that are just like super trusting of a doctor because you should be able to trust your doctor, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Exactly. And the best, the best cause of death he could come up with was like poor health, <laughs> like I know old age. Um, That's it. <laughs> she was old, bruh. She's like old. I don't know if you knew her, but she was like real old. <laughs> so she was. 
that's just, not on me. <laughs> she just died. I like walked in and she she just had died. <laughs> she gone? That's terrible. I know. Terrible. I know. Turned into Charles Barkley there for a second. That's terrible. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So um, Shipman's trial presided over Mr. Justice Forbes. That's a very big mouthful. So Mr. Justice Forbes, and it began on October 5th, 1999. So Wait. Shipman, oh, what words did you just say? What words did you say? His trial, his trial. Uh-huh. Mr. Mr. Judge Justice Forbes. Mr. Judge Just. Okay. Got it. <laughs> it began on October 5th. The judge's first name is Justice? I guess. So like he was just like <laughs> born to be a judge is that what you're saying or like yeah. <laughs> justice is <laughs> justice is here his parents are like we want a judge justice <laughs> <laughs> judge justice <laughs> no so it resided on october 5th my wedding anniversary <laughs> oh, hey. 1999 not um, your wedding anniversary <laughs> not my wedding anniversary that would have been illegal <laughs> what were you, you were like what like eight Nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Shipman was charged with the murders of Marie West, Irene Turner, Lizzie Adams, Jean Lilly, Ivy Lomas, Muriel Grimshaw. They have Marie... such great, like, like, grimmel names. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Marie Cohen. It's hocus pocus season, y'all. <laughs> it is. I don't think you guys understand how excited I've been. I'm like football. so excited. And today it's 60 degrees outside. And, and I hate you because here it's 91. <laughs> <laughs> and humid as hell. And it's, I'm dying. It's hoodie weather right now. And I'm loving we it. We don't get that. I'm so like fall's my favorite season where I'm at. We get oh. like two weeks of fall. Like but it's that's how hot, it hot, hot, humid. And then for two weeks, it's like amazing fall. And then it gets to freezing. I hate that's it. Pretty much, that's pretty much how it is here too. I'm going to move. Because it's, yeah, <laughs> it, it's pretty much that way here too. Like we'll have like the great, perfect weather for like two weeks. And then after that, it's probably going to be like 30 to 20 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, Marie Quinn, Kathleen Wagstaff, Bianca Pomfrey, Nora Nutall, Pamela Hillier, Hillier, Hillier? I don't know, I'm, but, I'm butchering all these things. I'm guessing uh, Hillier, but I don't know, I can't see Yes, it. yes. Maureen Ward, Winifred Meller. <laughs> Sorry, Winifred. Jo I know. Joan um, Melia and Kathleen Grundy. All of whom, yeah, RIP. All of whom had died between 1995 and 1998. Now, 
I just read um, a good handful of names. Mm -hmm. However, he had hundreds more. I was going to say, that doesn't seem like... But those were just what the trial was over because those were the 15... I think that there was up to 15, I think, is what his trial had, um, that they had noticed. Right, that they had, like, evidence for that, like, it was kind of shady. Yeah. Sorry, I just popped my knuckles obnoxiously. (laughs) On January 31st, 2000, after six days of deliberation, the jury found Shipman guilty for killing 15 patients by lethal injections of diamorphine and forging the will of Kathleen Grundy. Now, the trial judge sentenced him. I wonder him if that's to- the only will that he forged. Like, I wonder if there was I don't more. know. I don't know. Because, you know, he's, the got, the, he's I, got the forging history. I wonder if this was, like, his first one, time trying it or if he was, like, has been doing it for a while and just nobody said anything. It's the only one that I was able to find, like, anything over because I thought the same thing and started searching because I was like, um, how much money did he get from all these people? Like, I wonder if he did, like, older women because he was thinking, well, maybe they don't have, like, a lot of family or, mm-hmm. like, nobody to talk to. Like, they, they don't have all these people to talk to, so I'm just going like, to, befriend them and then I knew, get all, I know get all he, their stuff. I know he did take some other stuff, and I'll get to that, but um, it, it did make me wonder how many wills he forged just for the simple fact that he tried to forge $386,000 to himself. Right, like, that's and, a big chunk. And I'm just glad that Angela was like, uh, no bruh, she would have left me something for my family, which granted, you know, that not trying to make her sound greedy or anything. Cause she's not, but it just, it was really odd that she left. Right. Nothing. She was like, there's, there's been no like beef between me and my mom. Like we have a good relationship. Well, it's it, not even about the money. It was about like their names weren't mentioned in the will for any of her belongings or anything either. It was just a will stating for her um money so literally this woman died he was like um she was like real sick and old and then here's this will that she left everything to me who she just met like not long ago okay thanks yeah that's pretty much how it went and i was like uh and then angela lansbury was like nabra (laughs) yeah she's like um i'm sorry every time you say angela that's what i think (laughs) Angela Lansbury. She was like, I'm on the case. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it right now. I'm I'm done. So the trial judge sentenced him to to 15 consecutive life sentences and recommended that he never be released. Um, Shipman also received- That's a good recommendation, I must say. I, I know. He also received four years for forging the will. And then two years later, home security David Blunkett confirmed that the judge's recommendation that Shipman never be released just months before British government ministers lost their power to set minimum terms for prisoners. So they really lucked out there. Yeah. So um, basically what would have happened if they would have waited two years to get him and put him away um, where he was arrested, the government had lost their power to set minimum terms for prisoners. So they wouldn't have been able to set a life sentence for him. Yeah. They really looked out on that. Yeah. Real. They, they lucked out. Cause he's a, he's a total piece of crap. 
a piece of wet lettuce. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so this piece, this piece of wet lettuce denied his guilt and disputed the scientific evidence. He denied it? <laughs> he denied it. He, so he denied he, it. He was like, nah, bro, they were like just really old. Old. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he denied it and he disputed the scientific evidence and never made any statements on his actions. So um, they, they were like, no, like science. And he was like, I don't know nothing about no science. <laughs> the, his defense actually tried but failed to have the count of murder of Mrs. Grundy where a clear motive was alleged. And they tried separately from the others where no obvious motive was apparent. And his wife, Primrose, um, apparently was in denial about all of his crimes as well. So... Like he had her brainwashed and was like, oh no, he couldn't do that. He would never do that. He did not kill all those people. I think he did. <laughs> yeah, he, evidence shows he did. <laughs> he did. It's, it's so true. it is Briar Rose, by the way, it's Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> I just Googled it because it was bu bugging me. For the love of God, we're doing a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Primrose again. I was like, Briar Rose. <laughs> okay, everybody. You heard her. We're in the middle of a podcast and this bitch is Googling shit. It was bugging me. <laughs> I was Anyways. like, I know I'm right. Okay, continue. I've said continue like 12 times. I'm so obnoxious today. <laughs> so, following the trial in January 2001, Chris Gregg, a senior West Yorkshire detective, was selected to lead an investigation into 22 of the West Yorkshire deaths. So following this report into Shipman's activities submitted in July 2002, concluded that he had killed at least 215 patients Holy between 1975 and 1998. Nobody noticed 215 of his patients? First of all, he had to have been in a very large community <laughs> for him to have 215 patients just Did drop he work like in a hospital or a clinic. I'm just, this is just me being curious. Um, uh, I think I said where he worked. I'm pretty sure it was a hospital. He, he took me. Sorry. <laughs> you're like, damn it. You're making me go back and look at what I said already. <laughs> he was a family doctor. Right. So that would make you think clinic. Yeah, yeah, he was a family doctor. Oh, how does he have so much freaking, like, access to morphine? I don't know. So, <laughs> Dame, Dame Janet Smith, the judge who submitted the report, admitted that many more suspicious deaths could not be definitely um, ascribed to him. Okay. So most of his victims were elderly women in good health but he was treating them like they were in bad health. So in her sixth and final report that was issued on January 24th, 2005, she reported that she believed that Shipman had killed more patients and had serious suspicions about a four-year-old girl as well, um, but it was never proven. So during the early stage of his medical career, Smith concluded that the probable number of his victims between 1971 in 1998 was 250. So in total, that meant 259 people died while under his care. Oh my but God. It is, but it's uncertain of how many of those were Shipman's victims 
as he was often the only doctor to certify a death. I was like, how many, is he the only clinic in the area? How big is this town? What is the population? So so that's why, you're right, it it brings you to so many questions. So they treat, they couldn't try him for those many because he's already, you know, in prison. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for those many, for that <laughs> many. Wow, my grandma's butt. <laughs> um, it's fine. Nobody him. noticed. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Just put your head down. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> no, he, because he was already put away, you know, but they can't, like, define that total amount to him just because sometimes he was the only doctor that could sign off on a death certificate. So, there may have been 250 patients that he signed off that he didn't actually kill, or there was just an additional 250 that he killed and they just slipped by the cracks because there was nothing you could do after that. They've been so old. Like there's what, how are you going to find that out? So it was also stated, unless you go and dig up all the graves, Oh, (laughs) it was um, also stated in 2005 that shipment shipmen may have stolen jewelry from his victims over $10,000 worth. Of course they did. They had found in his garage in 1998 and in March 2005 with Primrose um, pressing for it to be returned to her. Police wrote to the families of his victims asking them to identify the jewelry and unidentified items were handed to the assets recovery agency in May and in August the investigation ended. So 66 items were returned to Primrose and 33 pieces that she confirmed were not hers were auctioned. Oh, so there's all that jewelry, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, the proceeds of it. But here's the, here's the upside of that. The proceeds of the auction went to, um, Tameside victim support. So it did go towards something good. It wasn't like it was just auctioned off and people like that's good for it. Um, but they, they did see that. That makes me sad because that makes me wonder if like some of them were like, some of it was jewelry from like, it was that people that had no family and Mm -hmm. it had to have been that he just Um, like took advantage of these like poor old ladies. Yeah, he did because it was shown that the only piece actually returned to a murdered patient's family was a platinum diamond ring for which the family were able to actually provide a photograph of proof of ownership. Oh. So um, they, you know, brought up to the investigation. Somebody had had wrote back, provided a photograph of their loved one wearing it. Oh. <laughs> and um, it Is was that a UFO? No, I think it's another truck because here. Why are they so loud there? (laughs) I was about to say, because here it's like hillbilly town, apparently. (laughs) Let's just take our mufflers off our trucks and just drive down the roads. Because ain't nothing. I don't know what's going on right now. (laughs) My my little town that you can drive through in 10 minutes be hopping tonight. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm not triangulating your location but you do live in a small town in kansas so ufo could be possible no <laughs> ufo stupid teenagers that can't put mufflers on their vehicles which one is it yeah okay dumb teenagers yeah um so if all of this wasn't enough this, here's the kicker shipman actually committed suicide uh, by hang- i know that pisses me off by hanging in his cell at Wakefield Prison at 6.20 on January 13th, 2004, 
on the eve of his 58th birthday. Mm -mm. He was pronounced dead at 810. That is like a sissy ass move like it it is it actually when i was doing all the research which i knew he had killed himself right but but i didn't know that he was 58 years old and it really actually infuriated me even more because i was like bro he wasn't even old so like he he literally wasn't sitting in prison for like a long ass time right he he was just like oh all these people are old dead 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 and he was like Ugh. he's basically just like fuck it i'm a piece of wet lettuce anyways so. he's like I'm a, he's like i'm gonna head out and <laughs> he noped the fuck out of there <laughs> in such a little little bitch way okay Continue. he is he is so a prison service statement indicated that shipman had hanged himself from the window bars of his cell using bed sheets um some of the british tabloids expressed joy over his suicide and they mm-hmm. actually encouraged other serial killers to follow his example. <laughs> they were like, so, hey, you see what he did? Um, I'm going to need you to step up. I'm going to need you to do it. Get the fuck on. And the do other showcase was like, what? <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. So, for example, in the um, in one of the... See, I'm very page- torn in that because I feel like, yes, they should, like, I'm... I have but no you want problem him to with suffer. Exactly. I have no problem with death penalty, but I also have no problem with them rotting in jail and having to sit there and but think here's about another thing. Are they the really shit. rotting? Are they really rotting in jail? Are they really rotting? I mean, back in the day they were, nowadays no. I know. Like, that's back my in the day, thing. Like, it was like jail cell. Really like nothing in there. Nowadays, jail cell, nothing. Right. Now, now they've they got like do, yard time. <laughs> they they got like fucking TVs in their rooms. They got a library access. Like, my ass be reading books up in there. <laughs> like, these, like, forget Ed Kemper is, like, voicing over, like, audiobooks. Oh, like, I know. No. Can I, can I express how fucked up that is, too? I'm not gonna lie. It'd be pretty fucking cool. Like, I wanna, it'd be pretty cool to, to like, <laughs> You wanna listen there. to Ed Kemper reading to you, don't you? I do wanna listen to Ed Kemper <laughs> reading to me. I mean, I, I kinda sounds- do, too. <laughs> Sounds so fucked up. In fact, but I need also to go look, they shouldn't be I need allowed to. Go look to. what books I need to go look at books that he's done. But it's still fucked up because I just want to be like, hey, hey, Dallas, guess what I'm listening to? I want you, Mr. Serial Killer, Kimber, read to me. <laughs> I want you, Mr. Serial Killer, to sit in your cell with nothing, like just empty cell, blank walls, nothing in there, like the a Kimber, fucking Ed- basin to piss in, and that's it. And you just sit there. There, like no sheets no way to like nothing that you but can commit suicide with but let's be fair though like ed kemper he had his own perks anyways like he turned himself in which we'll get to that story like i can't wait to get to that that's case a, and- that's a great case like i can't wait yeah it'll be so does that sound fucked up for me so that's a great case about all this murder it really is a great case though <laughs> we are fucked up people no it's a great case but but here's the thing like he had so many perks like he he was getting people to like deliver pizza to him he was getting people to like provide him with special treatments and stuff because he could fuck with your mind he so the fact like not was because he's still alive he is like crazy smart like genius iq and and he knows it and that's the thing like he can manipulate any situation anyways we're getting off topic i'm sorry we're not talking about ed kemper today continue (laughs) for the umpteenth hundred time (laughs) 
So anyways, <laughs> some of the British tabloids actually, um, they encouraged other serial killers to follow his example, but they also put on the front page headline that read, ship, ship, hooray, when he died. That's such a dad joke. It's I just say. <laughs> such a dad joke. It's such a dad joke, and I love it. <laughs> so some of the, some of the families um, felt very cheated at his suicide. Yeah, um, they, I, they, I get you. I feel yeah. it. Yeah. Well, they never got the satisfaction of his confession and answers as to why he committed the crimes. Exactly. He just he's did a little it. Bit. He just bitched the fuck out because he's a little bitch. Yeah. So, like I said before, like his his patients were mainly elderly women. They lived alone. They were vulnerable. They all adored him. They adored him, even when their contemporaries began dying in like unusually high numbers. They still remain super loyal to him. And for as long as he spared them, his victims literally loved their doctor. Like, I don't understand what kind of voodoo magic he had going on. The 81-year-old Kathleen X. Maris was the key to solving nearly 400 murders. 400? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's what they're guessing with right. all of the... So... Again, murders. how many people went to this clinic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but when I see all these people, like, just dying, I would not have even gone to that doctor. <laughs> like, right? Do you not have Yelp? <laughs> Bru- <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Where's my Yelp review on this doctor? So that basically put the word, put into the world's most um, prolific serial killer. So that is the story of Richard Frederick Shipman. I forgot his name was Richard Fred. I I know, I know. He's he's a piece of wet lettuce. I know it wasn't a gory story, like I said, but it was really fucked up because he he had the most amount of um body counts under his belt for deaths because he just kept killing all these poor old ladies. That's so it fucked makes, up. Have you ever watched uh the show Better Call Saul? Oh my god, yes. I love... It reminds me of Better Call Saul when he's fucking with their fucking insurance and he's like being the elderly lawyer and all yes. that stuff. And like Except he that he didn't over. kill them. <laughs> he didn't kill them. He just screwed him over. Like, royally screwed him over. Like, so. yeah, yeah. So, it's <laughs> just I'm like, poor, 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 poor old people. Like, they're so cute. They're just so they're cute. so cute. And then you're fucking with them or killing them because they're just so cute and old. I'm like, I can't wait till I'm a poor old cute lady, except that I, I already know. am because I soak my feet in Epsom salt after <laughs> playing a slow pitch softball game. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. So. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. So yeah. That was a good that, one. That, yeah, I thought so. I thought so. I thought I'd uh, switch it up on one of the dually switcheroo. The huge cases to, if this is a huge case, I mean, a lot of people probably know this case. Um, he's, he's often um, mistaken by Dr. Death, the, the doctor See, that killed patients. I was thinking and, that halfway through, I start, I'm going to, little confession, I actually Googled Dr. Death while you were talking because I was like, is this Dr. Death? It's but, not, it's not. And, and so if any of you guys have ever heard of um, Dr. Death, he was also a doctor that was killing patients, but he wasn't killing patients with morphine. 
<laughs> he was doing it a little bit worse. <laughs> a little worse. But, um, but yeah, like, because he did like surgeries and stuff on these patients. Doctor Death did. That's not okay. I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, I could be wrong. Um, he is just making it up as she. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm actually pretty actually I'm pretty certain I want to because I read all about it like years and years ago in fact I want to say that I actually listened to a podcast a, a few years ago that was literally called Dr. Death <laughs> too so um it went into detail so anyways off topic it's it's mistaken for Dr. Death but it is not Dr. Death he was he killed a lot more people than him <laughs> Well, damn. So, okay, girl. Anywho, so yeah, follow us on all the stuff. The gram, and the, the gram, the facey, the space, the um, face. Serial Hawk Sisters. Yeah, true crime. Uh, no, that's the face. <laughs> 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 she, she always does this. <laughs> yes, that's that's the face. That's page. that's the facey space. That's what I'm saying. And then the gram is Serial Hawk Sisters underscore podcast underscore. I forget the underscore, so that's why I let you say it. Yeah. And then we got our Gmail, you know, throw us some, some, uh, cases your that you guys want to hear, which in fact, we got an, another case by, we did, we oh. did get somebody that, that sent us something earlier this week. I was um, very excited about it because I was actually already she, thinking about doing that case she was and then she requested she, it. And I was like, Yes, girl. See, she was, well, didn't you already have, like, half the notes done on it, Maybe. <laughs> I was going to say, I already knew about that one just because you told me don't do that one. I did. So. I was like, hey, girl, don't look at this at all. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. We have totally told each other just a couple of cases that we're going to do because I've already claimed two, and she's claimed two for sure that I've claimed. And also, she's we claimed, haven't like, said three. when, so, like, I could do it, like, Three months from now. Yeah. You don't know when. We won't leave that long. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not, no. Not gonna lie. No. Um, We we did mention that we had a special surprise coming up. Um, We talked about our uh, special guest that's that's gonna pop up. Um, That's true. It is gonna be this month. I think it's gonna be maybe two weeks from now. I think so, too. Um, We've talked to him about it a couple times. It will be this month. We know that, but um, as far as the date release, we're not we're not quite certain. We're just trying. We're gonna to make a pencil good time. it in for a two weeks about ish. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put it out out there. Um, we're super stoked because that week is actually gonna be super interesting because we're not gonna be reviewing a case. Like neither one of um, us is gonna know what's happening. We just get to special listen guesses. and react. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. So if you guys are listeners, totally listen to that because it'll be mind blowing. I'm hoping if I'm hoping if they're listening right now, then they are listeners. <laughs> okay, smart ass. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do. I'm saying don't miss out. <laughs> it's gonna be like real cool, y'all. It'll be cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so follow all of our stuff. I I I know that um, once we hit a certain amount of followers, we have a giveaway that we're going to be doing. Um, giveaway. 
giveaway. That was weird. I don't know why. (laughs) We just randomly sing things. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so yeah, if you haven't followed it, then follow us. Get your friends to follow, you know. Okay, tell your friends, hey y'all, follow this shit. And we will be forever grateful. (laughs) Forever grateful. Okay. Forevermore. (laughs) Calm down, Poe. You ready to end this girl? Ever, ever, ever. Okay, yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Bye. Bye.